Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Coast to coast and floorboard to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one eight 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 money pit because we're here to help. If you're stuck in the middle of a project, you don't know what to do next, call us. If you tackled a project, maybe it didn't go so well, call us. If you need some uh, really mischievous ways to get your significant other to do the project for you, call us. <laughs> We've got ideas for all of that. The number is subliminal messaging. <laughs> money pit 888-666-3974. Well, coming up this hour, it's been one of the hottest summers on record, but then again, your air conditioner already already knew that, as did you. <laughs> Question is, are you treating it right? If you're not, it's not going to last for the remaining few weeks here. We're going to have some life-saving tips with your for your old AC coming up in just a bit. And also ahead, do you have some broken tiles that you thought you were going to just have to live with because they're old and you can't match them? And what are you going to do? Well, not so. We're going to have tips on matching old tiles. It's an inexpensive way of getting rid of an eyesore. And also ahead, a shocking 50% of all homes in America have indoor mold. We're going to tell you about a way to not just get rid of the mold, but also keep it from coming back. And one lucky caller who makes it on the air with us this hour is going to get a big head start on their next flooring project. Thanks to our friends at Lumber Liquidators, we've got up for grabs a $250 gift certificate for all kinds of flooring options. So give us a call right now with that do-it-yourself dilemma, that home improvement project that you just got to get done. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, let's get to the phones. Who's first? All right, now we've got Matt on the line calling in from Des Moines, Iowa, about water pressure. Tell us what's going on. Um, throughout the house, my the water pressure in the upstairs and the bathrooms are completely fine up okay. until I go to do dishes. Once I turn the faucet on, it trickles out at best. And I've replaced some of the piping downstairs, so I'm wondering maybe if it's the uh, water heater or the faucet itself. So it's only the faucet in the kitchen that this is a problem with? Yes, sir. You know, um, how old is this faucet? Um, I I couldn't tell you. She, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's house. She's lived there about four years, and I know it hasn't okay. been replaced. Have you ever removed the aerator? I have not. The tip okay. of the faucet. So that's the first thing to do. Unscrew that aerator and see if your flow is instantly and magically restored. Because the air, aerators get uh, clogged with a small bit of uh, debris that gets inside the water. You know, it could be a little piece of solder or a piece of uh, mineral deposit or something of that nature. And it will log inside the aerator and it will clog it and you'll get almost no water out of it. If you pull the aerator off and you've got, uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden the pressure is restored, then there's your problem. Now, uh, you want to clean out that aerator. Take my advice. Take it apart like it's like three or four pieces. Like remember the order in which you take it apart. <laughs> 
like a, put a piece of paper down, label like one, like two, one, three, two, three, four. four. Yeah, it, it's so easy to get confused. It's like a puzzle when you're going to put it back together again. It only goes together one way, but if you, if you don't get it right, you're going to be really frustrated. Okay, great. All right. Sounds great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us, Matt, at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Joyce in Minnesota on the line. Who's got some unwanted house guests? You could call them. <laughs> Tell us what's going on in your money pit. Well, we uh, we have squirrels in our house. Um, they came in uh, during the winter when we were gone for three months, and so we we heard one running around in between the first and second floors uh, about in March, and then a little later we heard lots of running around. So evidently, oh wow, mom babies. <laughs> you got a whole family of squirrels. Yeah. Now, do you know yeah. where they're getting in, Joyce? Um, yeah, we thought we found a, a place yesterday down near the foundation, but I didn't want to block it while they're still in. So. Well, okay. So if you've got an open area by the foundation, um, what you want to do there is, is sort of create a one-way door so it only works on the way out and not on the way in. Uh, if it's a hole in the foundation, you can cover it, for example, like with a, uh, a piece of, of, of rubber, like a flapper. You know, that would be one way to do it so that they can get through it. They can push it out of the way, but then it sort of flops closed after that. Or a piece of uh, screening would do it as well, like a piece of uh, woven wire mesh so that they can get out, but they can't get back in. I would do that because we want to get them out first. And then when you have a pretty good idea that they're out, then just start repairing those holes one at a time. Right idea. Thank you. You're welcome, Joyce. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 888- Money Pit, 888-666-3974. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, we've got a few short weeks left to the official summer season. You know, Labor Day is right around the corner. So if you've got some projects that you want to finish up, start up, or just figure out how to get it done before the fall weather arrives, give us a call. We're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, it's not that difficult to get rid of mold, right? Well, the hard part is how do you keep it from coming back and not harm the environment or yourself? We'll have those solutions for you after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-On Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And do you want to get a head start on your next flooring project? Well, if you do, check out LumberLiquidators.com. They've got lots of great information for really every kind of flooring option that's out there. And if you want an even bigger head start on your flooring project, then give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT because one caller that we talked to on the air today is going to win a $250 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators. Wow, you can do a lot with that. Lumber Liquidators has brand name flooring for less because they cut out the middleman and buy directly from the mill. Hardwood, engineered, wood, cork, bamboo, and laminate, you name it, you can get it for a great price at Lumber Liquidators and one lucky listener is going to get it for $250 less than a great price because they'll win the gift certificate. If you've got a home improvement question, maybe you've got a flooring question, pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 888 Money Pit. 
All right, pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to give you a hand with whatever it is you are working on. And here is some kind of scary news. You know, experts say that half of all homes in America have indoor mold. Half. That's a lot of houses. Now, most minor mold issues, those can be resolved with traditional solutions like bleach. However, bleach is going to kill the mold not going to keep it from coming back. Now, we want to tell you about a new product that we found from Planet People, and it's called Concrobium Mold Control. And what's so great about it is it's a non-toxic two-in-one solution that both eliminates and then prevents the mold from coming back. And you won't have to resort to hazardous chemicals to clean the mold again. Now, bleach can stain surfaces and then give off toxic fumes, while Concrobium, it's safe for any surface that's water safe, and it's completely non-toxic. That's right. Now, concrobium is perfect for mold that's found during home renovations or mold that's caused by severe weather. In fact, many homeowners are using concrobium behind walls during home renovation because it's also so effective at preventing mold. You can find concrobium at home centers, including Home Depot, Lowe's, and Menards, or you could visit their website at concrobium.com, and that is spelled C-O-N-C-R-O-B-I-U-M. Dot com, a great way to prevent mold from taking hold in your house. All right, now we've got Rodney in Illinois on the line with a question about a roof. What can we do for you today? Yes, I was just kind of con- wondering what um, would be better. I live in the Midwest in Central okay. Illinois, and uh, my house is, doesn't have hardly any shade at all. Um, going with the, either a, a metal roof versus a shingle roof. How long are you planning on being in that house, Rodney? And Long how time? much do you want to spend? Uh, we're going to be in the house quite a while long because we're planning on adding on in about another five years. Okay. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know the shingle would be a lot cheaper. I'm just kind of, right. which one's better? Well, I mean, a metal roof is definitely better than a, than a shingle roof. And the other thing about putting in a metal roof is today the metal roofs have low-E coatings. That will help you in the summertime because it will reflect a lot of the UV from the sun back out Away again. Away from the house. Keep the house actually cooler. Now, that said, as Leslie uh, uh, referenced, it's pretty expensive. It's uh, called investment-grade roofing for But it's for beautiful, and it's going to last a lifetime. And, I mean, you can have it with, you know, standing seams or, you know, that beautiful rounded sort of scalloped shingle. You can pick it to look like anything in pretty much any color i mean it's a gorgeous roof but it is pricey right see there's a couple houses in the neighborhood that's done that i was just kind of like well i don't know which one to do well i mean that's that's the reason to go with it if you can afford it rodney i think it's a great idea Mm -hmm. and if you're going to be in the house you know 20 20 years you know more it's worth it i mean if you're not going to be there that long a shingled roof is more affordable um you know and that's going to need to be replaced in about 20 years anyway you know i I would consider those factors but especially since you're in full sun you don't get any shade your house is probably quite warm you're dealing with you know expensive cooling bills in the summer season you know and these stand up to high winds so you know, a good website to uh, see what's available in metal roofing is uh, the is just metalroofing.com. It's a website that uh, is put together by the Metal Roofing Alliance, which is sort of an alliance of uh, manufacturers and contractors. I've got a great photo gallery there, so you can really get a sense as to what the possibilities are. Okay, okay, that's great. All right, well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. All right, Iris is calling in from Texas with a toilet question. How can we help you today? Uh, hello. Uh, I had a plumber uh, put in me a new commode, 
and it works fine, but when you flush it, everything's fine. But next thing I know, this water is coming up between the floor and the commode. Mm-hmm. It's down at the bottom, at the floor and the commode. And I was wondering what would cause that. And this has only happened since the new commode was installed. You didn't have any issues oh, yes. with the old I toilet. I never did have any trouble with the old commode. I just got a new one. It's got to be an issue with the wax seal. When a toilet is installed, new or old, and sometimes even with an older toilet, you need to replace the wax seal, which essentially looks like a rubbery, waxy donut that goes over the plumbing through the floor, and then the toilet sits upon that, and that sort of creates a seal between the floor and the toilet and water, and, you know, this way nothing gets out. But if the seal is not put on properly or isn't fully intact, that could absolutely cause a leak. And if it's been happening since the toilet was installed, I'd definitely have the plumber back and tell him that... Well, I had uh, the plumber back, but he didn't fix it. Well, what did he tell you? What did he do? I just let him go in there, and I just thought he fixed it when he left. I found out it didn't, he didn't fix it, and I called him later, but I hadn't seen him since. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that's the reason why I called you. I was wondering what was the cause of it. Is it a major deal or something? Yeah, the cause is the wax seal, and the solution is simply the toilet has to be taken up and the wax seal replaced and put back down again, and you should be able to flush it immediately and see if you get a leak. And you get that plumber back there, and don't let him leave until you test it. I'll just get me another plumber then. I think you're going to have to get you another plumber. I think so, too. All right, Iris, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right, we've got Albert calling in from my neck of the woods, Long Island, New York. What can we do for you today? Uh, My question is about exterior home painting. Um, I have a house that's in need of painting. It has wood shingles, and the paint is chipping. What's the best way to remove the paint, and how much primer should I apply? Well, you've got to get off all the loose paint, and... Uh, with a wood shake, the best way to do that is simply to wire brush it. Because, I mean, you could use a chemical stripper, but that's an enormous job. But you want to wire brush it and get off all the loose stuff you can. And then I would apply an oil-based primer if you want to make sure that whatever new paint you put on is going to last as long as possible. Using an oil-based primer is essentially the glue that makes the paint stick. And if you do that, let it dry real well. Then you could put a latex top coat over that. And that's the best way to get the adhesion that will ensure that you get long-time uh, coverage out of the paint job. Now, do I need to sand it as well? You could. I mean, you, you could sand it. You could wire brush it. You need to abrade it. But you've got to get the loose stuff off because you can't put good paint over bad paint because the, the bad paint will continue to lift off and it'll lift, the, lift the good stuff with it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for your time and courtesy. You're very welcome, Albert. Good luck with the project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right, now we've got Charlotte in Alabama on the line who's dealing with a leak in her house. What can we do for you? Okay, well, I think I must have a leak above my front door inside my house. Okay. What's it look like? Well, it looks like gray little mountains above the frame of the front door. Gray little mountains above the frame. Oh, like a vertical shadow. Yeah, like, yeah, that's okay. what it is. Yeah, so okay. nothing's like sticking off the wall. It's something, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that's the water stains. So yeah. yeah, what's happening is the water is leaking above the door, and then it's getting absorbed up into the wallboard, and that's what's making it have those kind of funny patterns to it. Now, is this very new, or has it been there for a while? No, it's new. All right, well, the most common cause of this is the flashing above the front door on the outside of your home. Now, right above the trim, 
there should be a piece of metal that goes basically over the over the wood trim and then up underneath whatever kind of siding you have. What kind of siding is it? It's aluminum. Aluminum. Okay. So I suspect that that flashing is breaking down, and that's why the water is getting in. You can try caulking it around the outside of the door, see if that you can happen to catch it. You would use a silicone caulk for that. But if it persists, you may have to take the siding off of the front of the house right above the door and properly seal that door with new flashing. And then you can put it back together and it'll never happen again. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Charlie. Is that Charlie. very expensive? doesn't have to be. Try caulking it first, but that's where you want to try the outside top of the door. That's where the water's getting in. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Charlotte. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. John, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Hey, I just want to ask you guys a quick question on radiant barriers. Okay. I have a. Uh, I'm wanting to do a radiant barrier underneath my underneath my uh, uh, rafters in my attic. Yep. I've got soft vents already cut. Okay. I'm going to redo my roof, so I'm going to put a cupola up top. Okay. And I'm going to put the uh, radiant barrier to exhaust all the heat before it gets into the house. Do I need to use solid or do I use the perforated? I live in a very dry climate, too. Okay, for, first of all, do you intend the cupola to be the exhaust venting for the attic space? Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, a cupola is a you know good-looking piece of architecture, but it's not necessarily an efficient exhaust vent. The soffit vent is the right idea because you open up the overhang, but the best exhaust vent is a ridge vent that goes down the entire peak of the roof, not just sort of the center where the cupola is. So you can still do the cupola, but I would definitely couple that with a ridge vent because then what's going to happen is as wind blows over the roof, it will depressurize around the ridge area and the cupola area, and it'll draw the heat out of there. But at the same time, it'll pressurize at the soffit area, so it'll push air in the soffits up underneath the roof sheathing and exit at the ridge. And that cycle will repeat, you know, 365 days of the year, and that's what's going to keep it uh, as cool as possible. Okay, so but would I use solid or use the perforated type of aluminum? For the radiant barrier... Uh, so you want to press that up underneath the roof sheathing? Yeah, and no, no, I'm going to put it uh, to the bottom of the rafters, the underneath, inside the attic. Okay, I don't, I don't, well, the thing is you don't want to obstruct the airflow. I think I'd probably go with perforated. Okay. Because otherwise you're basically creating a channel that where the ventilation would have to go between the radiant barrier and the underside of the roof sheathing, almost like a finished attic, you know what I mean? So I think I would use perforated. Shoes appropriate because I was just yeah. want to draw the air from the soffit straight up to the. Yeah, exactly, and it'll pull it'll pull more heat from the attic space that way too. Okay, and appreciate that. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. That kind of an improvement will definitely cut his air conditioning bills down as well. Oh, absolutely. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, have you ever thought that you might have to rip out an entire tile floor or countertop because you just can't find a match for a couple of old broken tiles? Well, you don't. Kevin O'Connor from TV's This Old House is here, and he's going to give us some tips on how to find and replace those old tiles next on the Money Pit. Hey, this is Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, and I've just been told that Tom and Leslie might have a dirtier job than me. I find that hard to believe, but then I heard they work in a pit. That's a money pit, but still filthy. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Oh, 
The Money Pit is brought to you by the HydroRite Drop-In Dual Flush Converter. Proud sponsor of Water Conservation 2011, the HydroRite easily converts your toilet into a water and money-saving dual flush toilet. Push the quick flush setting for liquids or the full flush for more. Look for the HydroRite at the Home Depot and other fine retailers or visit SaveMyToilet.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, summer is still hanging around and paying attention to your water supply is crucial. If you need some tips on how to conserve the H2O, head on over to MoneyPit.com and search Save Water. You and the water supply will be very happy that you did. Don is calling in with some questions about lead paint. What can we do for you today? Yes, um, my son um, purchased a home uh, that was uh, built in the 40s. Okay. The garage has um, probably about one by four planks of wood covering a frame with peeling paint that is lead-based. We mm-hmm. tested it with one of those home test kits. Okay. And I'd like to know, like to know what's the best way um, that we can remove it safely. Hmm. Uh, how much lead paint is there? Um, it's probably about 800 square feet. Oof, that's I don't a know lot. if you want to do this, Donna. Yeah, I don't I, think you want to do it. I mean, it, was it the EPA that just earlier this year mandated that? Well, contractors have to pretty be much, certified Yeah, now. every contractor yeah. has to have an EPA certification for the proper removal of lead-based paints and the proper sort of cleanup and sectioning off methods from one area of your home to the area of the house that's actually being worked on with the lead paint. Now, this now, is outside, and what can happen is if you get those chips into in the, the soil, ground. you can, can you can basically uh, uh, toxify the soil around the house, and then you know little kids that are playing there uh, can get into the lead, and that can get into their bloodstream. So it's really not a project for you to do yourself when you're talking about that much paint. When you go on the website for the EPA, they don't really mandate this for homeowners who are taking on the projects on their own, which I think is unfortunate. You know, we had some work done in my house um, last year, October, we put in central air conditioning. And at the time, my son was 18 months old. And as clean as the folks were, and as clean as I was in the house, my son touched something, putting it in his mouth and had elevated lead levels. And, you know, it was a huge concern for us. And thankfully, everything's okay, but I, I would not mess with it myself. You can go to epa.gov slash lead, epa.gov slash lead. There's a link there for renovation, repair, and painting. And they walk you through the requirements, and they have tips on what to do uh, for various levels of lead exposure. In other words, how many square feet you have to get rid of. But it's definitely, I don't think, something you want to do yourself. Not with that much. Yeah, and you want to look for a contractor who has this new certification. Okay. You've answered my question. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, ceramic tiles, you know, they're durable and easy to care for, but from time to time, you might need to make repairs to your ceramic tile floor or your shower or your walls, and those repairs can vary from grouting repairs to even replacing some cracked tiles. Ah, yes, but the problem with replacing tiles is often not having matching tile handy. Kevin O'Connor, host of This Old House, joins us now with some magic tricks to make them reappear. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, guys. Great to be here. Well, you know, this is actually something that happens an awful lot as you set out to do a 
bath remodel. And it's not always with an old house. Even a 10-year-old tile can sometimes be hard to get your hands on. If you've got a little kid and he drops his tricycle on the bathroom floor because he's riding where he shouldn't be, <laughs> you're going to need a new tile from time to time. Yeah, it's true. The number one tip that I would give people is... Um, there might be uh, or there should be an extra tile squirreled away somewhere. If you're doing a tile job or someone's doing a tile job for you, get a little extra, put it in a box, label it, and put it down in the basement. That is the easiest way to get a perfect match. And that is so true because in all of the years that I was a professional home inspector and I went through thousands and thousands of basements and attics. Did you always find tile? You found boxes of tile everywhere. They do. People do squirrel them away. They put them up in the floor joists. They put them in all kinds of crazy places. You know, even if you misorder a tile for a job and say you're 10 square feet short, suddenly that manufacturer is looking to match that die lot. You know, you really have to go back and, and take into consideration how was yours dyed? What was it baked at? To make sure that they match consistently, especially if you're covering, you know, an area where it's going to be obvious to the eye. Exactly. Now, what if you searched high and low and you can't find any extra tile? What are your options? Well, go hang your head and cry because <laughs> you, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. But there are other options. I would start with a well-stocked, um, well-respected tile store. They're going to probably be your best resource to find you that tile because they're going to recognize what you have. They're going to know the manual manufacturer, the style or such, and they're really going to have good resources to dig deep and go far into the tile industry. We've actually had good luck with one of the tile guys that we've worked with where he's able to turn a tile around, look at the back, and just from either the markings or an indication on the back, tell us exactly where that tile came from, who made it and such. So a good tile store, a really experienced tile man or woman, they're going to be your first line of defense. Now, if you can't get your hands on a tile genie, as you are <laughs> able to do so. Is it possible without damaging a tile to say move the refrigerator and take one from under there? Absolutely. I mean we do it with wood floors all the time, right? You're at you're down to the last two or three square feet on a repair, you go into the closet and you harvest some of that wood. <laughs> well do the same thing with tile. I mean there are a lot of places where you're not looking at it all the time or can't see it all, as you point out, Leslie, underneath the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Go harvest one of those tiles uh, and that'll save you a lot of time and energy trying to track down an exact match. Because you know that that tile on the floor is going to be a match. Now, if it's really, really important to you, can you actually find tile companies out there that will make them for you to match? Yeah, believe it or not, you can get custom-made tiles just for what you want. Um, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than the tile off the shelves. Uh, we've seen some that are about $30 a square foot. But you're not going to need much, so it's not going to cost you a ton of money, and it is going to save you a lot of legwork and a lot of research. And then you can squirrel those extras away. <laughs> buy a couple extra and be a good citizen. Leave them for the people afterwards. Now, let's say you try your best. You've gone everywhere. They can't match it. They can't custom make it. What can you do to fill that void but yet have the whole story make sense? Well, now you're out of magic and you're sort of into artwork. <laughs> you know, Now yeah. you're getting creative and you're going to probably start thinking about an accent tile. You've got a little void in the floor or in the wall. You're going to put in something different. And so now all of a sudden you're going to continue that accent maybe throughout the rest of the bathroom, the kitchen, or the floor. And you're going to make it look like it was a deliberate 
choice. So fake it till you make it. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin O'Connor from This Old House, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. And for more tips just like that, including a great story about how to match old ceramic tile, head on over to thisoldhouse.com. And you can watch Kevin and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you by Stanley. Stanley, make something great. Coming up next on The Money Pit, are you counting the days until the thermostat takes that big dip? Imagine how your air conditioner might feel. A little bit of relief. We're going to have some tips on making sure your air conditioner can make it through the rest of the summer just ahead. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Generac, makers of the number one selling Guardian Series home standby generators. Now introducing a full line of consumer and professional power washers. Whether you need to power it, clean it, or protect it, Generac can help. Visit Generac.com to learn more. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. If you call us right now with your home repair, your home improvement, your home decor question, you may just win a $250 gift certificate from our friends at Lumber Liquidators. Lumber Liquidators, they sell brand name flooring for less because they buy direct from the mill and cut out the middleman. Yeah, and you know, there are over 200 stores nationwide, and they offer financing and installation at every single location. So if you want to find a store near you, order a sample pack, check out a catalog, or even shop directly right there online. Check out their website. It's lumberliquidators.com. Or give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT for your chance to win that $250 head start. 888-666-3974. Well, it is quite hot and sticky right now. And the last thing that you need is for your air conditioning to go on the fritz. So here are a couple of things to remember to make sure it's working properly and to keep it so. For best results, you always want to keep your thermostat at about 78 degrees. Mm-hmm. It really does do the trick. It does. If you turn it down to 70, it's just not going to cool your home any faster. It might feel like it's going to, but it won't. If your system does not seem to be working right, you want to make sure that that thermostat is set lower, of course, than the actual room temperature, and also make sure that the selector switch is on cool. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times uh, I've been in homes where uh, a homeowner had uh, thought the system was not working, and they just didn't have the thermostat set correctly. So <laughs> make sure that it's done correctly, set correctly, and that it has fresh batteries. Very, very critical. Mm-hmm. And you also want to check for power by moving the fan switch from auto to on. Now, if the blower runs, there's power. If nothing happens, a control is burned out or the power is disconnected. Now, if the system uses a furnace for heat, you want to check that the emergency switch is on because otherwise it's not going to work. Right. Now, if you're familiar with the fuse or the circuit breaker panel, you can always check for blown fuses or any tripped breakers and, you know, make those corrections there where needed. And that includes both inside the house and outside the house at the compressor. And finally, uh, one thing that you can do to see how efficient your system is, you can check what we call the temperature differentials. Pretty easy. If you have like a refrigerator thermometer, anything that will measure around room temperature, this works very well. Take the temperature at the return duct. That's where the air goes back into the system. And then also at a supply register pretty close to where the air conditioner or the furnace is located. So you want a pretty strong flow. If that measures a difference of between 12 and 20 degrees, it's probably working correctly. If it's not 
uh, giving you that 12 to 20 degree difference, then you may be low on refrigerant and one service call should uh, get you back into action. If you need more tips on how to uh, solve air conditioning situations uh, that are happening in your house, just search air conditioning on moneypit.com. We've got lots of great content that can uh, walk you through some possible solutions. Joe in Maine is working on a piece of furniture. How can we help you with that project? Oh, yes, ma'am. Actually, what I'm looking to do is uh, put a new top on a workbench. It's actually an old um, uh, desk with a filing cabinet drawer. So I'm not sure how to uh, go about attaching it on. It's kind of uh, uh, the drawers make it difficult to bolt anything down to it. So uh, my first idea was using a liquid nail, but I figured I'd uh, see if there's any other options out there. Well, can you take the drawers out of the desk and then screw there. from the bottom of what would be the top, the top. of the desk up? Uh, the only problem is, is uh, you can take the, the bottom drawers out, but there's a little a table, like a shelf on the top right. of those, and that doesn't seem to come out. Okay, and you can't pull that out? No, it doesn't come out. So there's no way you can get underneath the, what is now the top of the desk that you want to cover. Is that what you're saying? Right, only in the middle. The middle okay. door comes out of it, but on the sides where I need it the mm-hmm. most. All right, and then what's on the top? Go- what kind of top do you have on this now? It has a uh, covering over, uh, over the metal. I think it's metal. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you simply uh, drill through the workbench top down into the desk and uh, and bolt it on that way, or use you know sheet metal screws to attach it? Okay. What you could do is you could drill down through the the top. What are you making this out of? Like plywood surface or something of that yeah, nature? Yeah, the top I said three quarter inch plywood. Right? All right. So all you got to do is uh, drill down till you reach the surface. You can use uh, sheet if it's a sheet metal top desk. Use sheet metal screws. They have a very very thick uh, thread to them. You want to clearance drill the, the wood top and then pilot drill the the original top of the desk underneath and then screw it down that way. If you mm-hmm. want, you can plug the holes or you could just uh, recess them below the surface since it's a workbench. That's probably all you need to do. Or you could even do a second layer of plywood on top of the first and attach it to the first piece with finish nails, you know, through, you know, a, like a pneumatic nailer or something and then do like a nice edge piece. This way your top piece is nice and clean. And then you could do like a one by as the side to cover up both pieces. Right. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. I do appreciate that. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still ahead on the Money Pit, installing a hardwood floor is a project that has gotten a lot easier over the years. We're going to have tips to help you with your next flooring project next. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by The Iron Shop, the leading manufacturer of spiral stair kits. Visit www.theironshop.com today to find out how you can own a beautiful iron spiral staircase. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, if you've got something you're working on, why not post your question, your tips if you figured out something really cool and you want to share it with everybody else, or even your pictures of whatever do-it-yourself project you are working on on the Money Pit's community section at moneypit.com. You can get some advice from your fellow do-it-yourselfers. Tom and I will chime in and let you know what we think of your project or give you a helping hand. It's all right there at moneypit.com. And if you're sort 
sort of stumped and you want to email us a question, you can post it there as well. And I've got one from Rich in California who wrote, I want to put pre-finished hardwood floors down in my home. Real hardwood, not laminate. My home has tongue and groove one by fours down for the subfloor. Can I install the hardwood directly over the one by fours or do I need some kind of barrier? You know, you can put it down directly over the one by fours. That's sort of the original type of subfloor. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter that it's one by fours or plywood. What is important, though, is that it's smooth and flat. So I would examine the subfloor and make sure it's not, uh, you know, twisted or any section of it has sunk in or any place has sort of humped up a little bit. If it's nice and flat, there's no reason you can't go right on top of that. Uh, what you might want to put down in between there is something we call rosin paper. kind of cleans it up, makes it easy to work with, gives you a little bit of a vapor barrier. But other than that, there's no reason you can't go on top of that. And by the way, uh, you know, great that you're putting in what you call real hardwood floors. There are other options besides laminate that are actually even easier to install than, than that. It's called engineered hardwood flooring. Engineered hardwood flooring is real hardwood on top, but it's made up of layers of of hardwood, kind of like plywood has layers, but the top surface is that real hardwood. It's less expensive, um, but very very dimensionally stable, so not susceptible to moisture or twisting or turning, and pretty easy to install. Mm -hmm. You don't really nail it down. It kind of floats in place. You know, there's lots of great options in uh, hardwood floors at LumberLiquidators.com. You can go there and and, uh, check out some of the the engineered products they have, but I really like engineered uh, because it is less expensive. It's super durable, and it's really easy to put down compared to sort of standard hardwoods. Mm -hmm. It just sort of locks in place. That's really fantastic. And again, you can find some really great options. And you know, even if you're looking at something as bamboo as an option for hardwood, you'll find it there at Lumber Liquidators. Really beautiful options out there. So enjoy that project, Rich. You're really going to be happy. All right. The next post is from Mahendra, New Jersey, who writes, I live in a 46-year-old three-bath house with three-quarter-inch plumbing. I don't get enough water pressure to use two baths at the same time. Water company says there's enough pressure on the line, but I don't have enough volume because of residue buildup. What can she do? Hmm. Well, that's that's kind of the excuse that people give when they don't know what the reason <laughs> is for the problem. Um, the only way you may have residue buildup, quote unquote, is if you have a steel line. If your house is very old, um, if it was, say, built uh, in the 30s, you may have a steel water entry line, and steel pipes do uh, close and shut down from mm-hmm. interior like rusting. like an artery. Yeah, like an artery, kind of clog, exactly like that. Now, if you've got a steel pipe, you really need to replace it, okay, because it's only going to get worse, and eventually it'll shut down. It could break at the most inopportune moment, mm-hmm. so you could replace that. But I would look elsewhere, okay? I would look at the valves and make sure that you don't have a bad valve that's maybe half closed somewhere. Now, three-quarters inch to the house is, is pretty typical. I mean, most houses may have an inch, but I don't really see this as the main cause of this problem. I think it's somewhere else. And if you've got a steel line, that that's probably the culprit right there. Yeah, Mahindra, you know, old homes, they're really great. Tom and I both have them, and they come with, you know, some issues. So you really have to know where to look for these problems. And old plumbing, especially with steel pipes, that is not going to last. So if you look there, I'm sure you're going to find the culprit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. The show does continue online 24-7 at moneypit.com, as do our phone lines. They stay open every day of the year. We don't even close for holidays because we know that your home improvement projects don't take a break either. You can (laughs) always call us with that question, and we will get back to you the next time we are in the studio. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Okay, here's the situation. 
our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.